0: You are listening to I Survive the Wild Outdoors podcast, where real outdoors men and women share their heroic tales of survival. I'm your host, Brad Mathewson, and this is their story. Hello, everyone. Today's guest is Craig Hoffman of Shauna County, Wisconsin. I've known Craig for over 10 years now. He supplies my family's custom cabinet business with countertops, and we spent a lot of time BSing about the outdoors on the job site. And one thing that always happens when we talk is somehow it always comes back around to bears. So thanks for coming on with me today, Craig. So back you so back in the fall of 2018, you had a face-to-face encounter with an angry black bear while hunting in, with an outfitter in northern Minnesota. Tell me what happened.
1: So when, when you asked me to share this story, I thought I'd share it a little bit in reverse. Okay. Um, the following the year, the year following my black bear encounter, the the guide that I used up in northern Minnesota, he was up in the Red Lake area, the little town of Wash was the name of the town. At, at the end of every year, one of my favorite things about him is how he always would give a year summary, telling you kind of the average size of the bear and how he felt the bear were were that year. What you know, why he explained whether it was a great year or a bad year, he would always explain it. And I, it, it really cracked me up. It was the year following my experience that he started off. He was a good storyteller. So he started off with this year as I was putting away the champo. So I'm going to give you a little backstory to the champo. The champo is the Craig Hoffman, almost memorial pizza oven. (laughs) So the year, the year before I was there, um, when you get back, there's there's really nothing in Waskish. There's a couple little places you can stay to fish out of, and that's where I stayed to hunt out of. Um, a few bars. There, there's nowhere to get food by the time you get out of the woods. You know, you're going to be 45 minutes back in the There's nowhere to get anything to eat when you're done. Yep. So I, one of the days in the mornings, because we didn't hunt in the mornings, I said, I'm going to run down to Bemidji and grab a pizza oven, and we'll throw some pizzas in the freezer where the bear meat is, At least we'll have something to eat when we get back to the camp. And when I left that year, I left the pizza oven. I said, hey, from now on, just everybody's got a place to make a pizza. Any guy will eat a pizza, so that's it. So I'm going to give you the story of the Craig Hoffman almost memorial pizza oven. (laughs) 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 So we were, I believe we were about midweek. I can't remember if we started on a Saturday or not, to be honest with you, but we were three or three days, four days, maybe into the hunt. I had a bear. I was with a buddy of mine. I had a bear coming into my spot, very consistent, maybe a 200 pound bear. My intention that year was to shoot one with longbow. The guide there had never had anybody shoot one with traditional archery. And that was kind of my goal. Yep. Um, but I also had a weight in mind, I guess. And this 200 pound bear that came in the first three nights I was there I guess for me didn't make the cut I don't care I don't care if somebody shoots a 200 pound bear it just didn't make the cut for me yep. so the guy I was with hadn't seen one yet he's, he's quite a bit younger than me and I said why don't you sit in my spot if you decide to shoot that bear go ahead and whack him you know and and the guide asked me he said where do you want to sit and he had um, traditionally I'd been this was the second or third time I had been up there with him had not I've never shot a I had never shot a bear had seen bear but never one I wanted to shoot and he 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 asked me where I wanted to sit and he would always in the mornings after he did a bait circle he would we would come back to bear quote unquote bear camp I guess yep. and he would show us the pictures and there was one bait specifically that there was a very large sow that was coming in a chocolate colored sow that was coming in and she had a couple cubs with her. Um, and I, I decided that night to sit that bait with the hope of seeing her and just getting some videotape of her, no intention of shooting her, nothing. Just, I, I'd like to get this videotape of her in the cup. That was oh, yeah, my whole thought cool. behind it. So that's what I did. So he dropped, no, I, I drove to the spot where I was going. I knew where that bait was at, so I drove and it's probably quarters of a mile walk back in the woods I would guess and walk back in and I was I was taking my time trying to sneak back into it and as I got it was super thick where it was at very thick with saplings you couldn't see through them like soup like I don't think you could even it would have been hard to walk through the saplings they were so thick it was that kind of like a popply like popple sapling super yep. thick though I, I as I was walking in there, I was maybe 40, 50 yards away, where before I turned the corner, where I could have seen the bait, and I heard definitely heard something bust back. knew it, I knew it was a bear just from the amount of noise it made. I was pretty disappointed. Thought, all right, I already screwed my night up. It didn't even start. I already yep, just took screwed off then.
0: the bait. Yep. Whatever.
1: I'm. Our, I'm. Our, yeah. I. That's what I thought. I. So it is what it is. I. All right. I'm here. I'm gonna go sit in here. We'll see what comes in. Maybe something else will come in. So that that bait was set up with a ground tent that I couldn't shoot my longbow out of because it wasn't tall enough. So I took my compound bow, and I ended up I, – I had a pistol with me, it was just, just a Glock 9mm is okay. what I had with me. And there was a tent there. When I, when I got in there, there was a tent there, and I guess for your litner, listeners who are familiar, it had the – shooting hole through the screen window. Yep. I just, when I got in the tent, I pulled the screen out. So I wouldn't, no matter what, wouldn't be shooting through the screen. Yep. So I thought that night I'd be shooting with my compound. My goal was to shoot it with a longbow, obviously, but I was, if a, the right bear came in, I would have shot it with a compound hole that night. So anyways, got in, got set up, pulled the screen out of the tent. Um, only in this tent, only one window open, probably 20, 20 yards pretty close to if I remember right right on the head to the bait so a very comfortable shot with the boat sat down in the tent and started my proverbial wait. right and it actually wasn't very long if I remember right it's maybe 30 minutes at the top all of a sudden I seen these two little bumbling cubs come scooting into the bait and I knew right away as soon as these two black cubs came in that that chocolate sow that I was hoping the videotape was going to be there. I, I you know, it that's her cub. Yep. So they came in and it was super cool. I, I mean, to this day in my phone, I probably got 30 minutes of video of those cubs coming in. And then the sow eventually working her way in. She's a beautiful chocolate colored, I'd say 300 pounds. sow. she came in and, cubs stayed at the bait and they were there quite a while and then the south started making a circle so i i had a phenomenal setup that night the the bait was west the bait was east of the tent with a nice west wind so i had a perfect wind on them one window open on the tent there's no way they're seeing me in there whatever and the cubs are just doing their thing and the sow was being a good mom, and she ate a little bit, but very cautious about the whole situation. And as she was in there, she started to make a circle. She, she cut to the north. I'm looking to the west. She cut to the, or to the east, I'm sorry, with a west wind. She cut to the north, and then I could hear her. And so I only had one window open on that tent. And she worked her way. I couldn't see her. I'm just guessing maybe 20, 30 yards behind me, and she made in a complete circle of the tent, which made me pretty nervous because at one point in there, she certainly should have had my wind. Yep. Made a circle, got all the way out of my wind and all the way up to the southeast corner of me, and all of a sudden she started popping her jaws.
0: Yep, she knew and she was in there.
1: That, that was my thought. That she knew I was there, but at that point, she's probably two or three minutes out of my wind, you know what I mean, where I thought she should have had my wind to out of my wind. Because yep. those trees were so thick, I could hear her going through them. Like, you could hear her. You, know, you could hear her behind me when she was in my wind, and I was pretty nervous about I didn't like it, you know? Yeah. So, I couldn't see her. I, there's no windows open that way. So, she worked, anyway, she worked her way all the way out to the southeast corner, so she's completely out of my wind again and she started popping her jaws and i was the cubs looked at her they they kept eating but looked at her there was a little bit nervous and it wasn't long after that all of a sudden there was an all-out bear fight which i've i've never heard before there was two bears definitely going after each other i couldn't see it could hear the brush breaking and that. That, I, I don't remember how long that went on. Maybe a half minute or a minute, maybe. Okay. No, it it was quite a while ago now, so I don't remember exactly how long that was. But it was definitely something that burns into your brain, just that it was happening. i have yep. never heard it, you know, and got the adrenaline going, and, you know, the heart was beating or whatever. And so it came to a stop, and it, it there was a pause. And all of a sudden, what I know now is the, the sow snapped their jaws. And the Cubs ran to her and they were gone. So I texted the guide and said, and just said something like, seen the and Cubs, she got in a fight with another bear, and Cubs left. That's, that's what I remember texting him. Okay. And he said, awesome, that's a pretty cool night. Did you get pictures or video? I said, yes, got a ton of video, got some really cool pictures. I said, and I, I had also told him earlier that I had chased one off the bait. I didn't know what it was. So yep. this makes more sense later because I, I thought I chased her off maybe, but I don't think I did after that. So it wasn't very long, maybe 10, 15 minutes top. Another bear came in. Wasn't a really big bear. Well, I can tell you it was about 290 pound bear. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that's what it was because we were able to weigh her when it was done or weigh him when it was done. Yep. That's That bear came in, and it came in from the direction of that fight, so southeast from me, so never had my wind, shouldn't know I was there, whatever. Came walking in, walked right up to the bait like it was going to eat, turned and looked at the tent, and it did not like the tent. That, That tent's been there a long time. You know, a few yep. weeks for sure, but it, that bear did not like the tent. You could tell right away it was looking my way and it was not happy about it. That bear, it started popping its jaws first. And then I have, I've, it's the only bear I've ever seen do this. Like, picked its paws up and slapped them on the ground a couple times. Yeah. I've never seen that. Obviously, you recognize it as a sign of aggression, but I've never seen it. And then took, so it's twenty yards from me. I'm not really worried, sitting with a ball in my lap. It it maybe I, maybe it's a bluff charge. I don't even know what you'd call it. It ran half that distance to stop. Okay. So now it's ten yards from me, and I'm just watching through the window. And I I'm more confused than anything. To be perfectly honest with you, I wasn't. I don't remember being scared. I just remember thinking, what in the world is going on here? It can't smell me. There's no way this thing smells me. I got a nice breeze, like probably not quite a 10-mile-an-hour breeze, but a nice breeze blowing at me. I mean, there's no way it smells me. And I I was confused, to be honest with you. I was confused. I'm like, and it can't see me in that tent. I'm at the back of the tent. There's only one window open. I'm in a black hole. So I, I was confused more than anything. So at 10 yards, it starts doing the same thing. It popped its jaws again. It slapped its paws on the ground again. And then I was like, hmm, this ain't right. You know? Yep. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but it seems like it knows I'm in here. And I don't get it, but it sure, sure seems to. And then it started to charge again. And that time, it was, pop- well, it was real close. Re- like six, eight, ten feet from the tent, yep. I just went, hey, hey, and it stopped. It locked it right up in its track. And I was kind of peeking out the corner of the tent, just watching what it was doing, and it was still looking at the hole that I'm looking through, looking through that window. It was looking at that. And the the pistol that I had was in a in a holster, like a plastic holster, and I remembered when I you could hold a little button to release the pistol from the holster. And if you hold the button, you could pull the pistol out silent. Yep. If you press the button, you could pull it up a little bit, the pistol up a little bit, and it would click. And I chose the second idea because I realized maybe this is time to pull the pistol out. Yep. So that's what I did. And I chose the second, thinking that little click, every bear that I've ever seen, the tiniest little noise makes them spin and they run away. Yep. So I chose the second option of letting the holster click. Knowing what I know now, obviously not the right option. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And at the moment of that click, that set that bear off. And it charged the tent. Only its head. So anybody I, I want to say it was like one of those Supremo tents that almost everybody had. It had a triangle window in it with a little screen that you, you yeah, could the put in. Yeah, the old in. double bowls, I, I
0: think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. For sure. That's the one. So I I had the screen pulled out. As soon as I clicked, that bear bellered, like bellard, and it charged that hole, and as its head came through the hole of the tent, it was chomping, and then the tent hit around, you know, the tent actually is hitting around its neck because its head's in it, yep. and it pulled its head up like it's standing on its back legs, and I still remember in the tent, I'm sitting in a chair at the back of the tent, and as it lifted it up, the tent is probably a foot or two off the ground on the bottom, and it's just bellering, just brrrr, and its jaws chomping, its head's inside the tent. And I just took my pistol and I pushed it out. And if I had to guess a foot or less from its chest and just squeeze the shot off, and the bear flipped over, like flipped back out of the tent, landed on the ground, and it was bellering. And I thought. Like, in my head, like, even now, I think I was pretty reasonable through the whole thing. Like, I didn't really panic. Yep. But I remember thinking when it hit the ground, like, it's Beller, it's laying on its back. And I didn't like it. It's bellering. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I didn't like it. But I went to sit down in the chair, and I still, like, to this day, it's funny as can be. Like, the noise that came out of my body was a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> just the adrenaline rush
1: <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to say it yep. yeah but I, I yeah it was it was a release of adrenaline i didn't even realize that it was adrenaline had an adrenaline rush going i thought it was just confused like what's going on here so i shot the bear i sat down in the chair it fellered once when it fellered the second time i just stood back up it was literally where it was laying was two feet from the outside of the tent. Yep. It was just in the brush that was trimmed off for the tent. I shot the bear the second time. I just reached out and shot it again in the chest, thinking, all right, it's not dead yet. I broke, I, I realized, like, just rationally, I broke its spine yep. because of the way it was laying there. And I'm like, okay, it's time to shoot it again. It was laying on its side now. So now I could easily double lung it. So I just shot it one more time through the lungs. It seemed like that part went pretty fast. The bear was dead. So I'm kind of sitting back in the tent, super confused. And to be perfectly honest with you, very upset. I was really mad. I was, I was probably more mad than anything. I knew the size of that bear wasn't the size of the bear that I wanted to shoot, but I don't know what else I was supposed to do. I guess, you know what I mean? And I, yep. maybe I'm a control freak, but I just remember thinking that's not the way I wanted it to go down. You know what I mean? I, I had passed bears the last two times I had been by him just because so they weren't the right size. And I was very happy and content with that. I don't, I don't buy a tag and feel the, feel the need to have to fill that tag. I want what I want, and I'm okay going home without. Yep. That's, that's just me. That's hunting. Yep. That's what makes it cool. So, so I, I remember being very, very upset that it happened that way. Kind of regained my composure a little bit, and I remember sending a text to the guide, and, man, I wish I could ha- I could look back and see what that text said. It said something to the effect, shot a bear with the pistol inside the tent. And I got a text back, something to the effect of, are you okay? Yeah. And I said, yep, I'm fine. Bear is dead. It's two feet from the tent. Let me know when you're coming. You know, and that was kind of it. And yep. I also, I, I, when I got out, I said I'm going to head towards the truck. I said Bear is definitely dead. I'm going to head towards the truck. So I started my walk out, and it's kind of interesting because I, my cell signal wasn't very good at all in that area, and I was able to get a call out to my wife, and that was that didn't go the way I thought it was going <laughs> to. <laughs> um, maybe it was adrenaline, but I remember being relatively emotional about it Yep, and just said, hey, I had a close call.
0: Oh, yeah. So when Could have went really bad. I, I had a... For sure.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just want you to know I'm fine. I killed a bear with my pistol, and I still remember her saying, with your pistol? And I said, yeah, I said it was in my tent. <laughs> and we kind of lost signal for a little bit. It took a little bit of time to get the signal back and... Yep. She's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And it's, yeah, I said, I'm good. I'm good. I said, it was, that was close. And it was, you know, I look at it and I think of the people that went through bear attacks and all that. And I don't hold a, hold a candle to that. But yet at the same time, I just feel like, Holy crap, I got lucky.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> have got went, really it bad. Yeah. Went so fast yeah. for sure.
1: That is literally. This is no joke, Brad. That is the first time I have ever hunted a bear with a gun. I have oh, never really? had a gun. I didn't with even know that. I have never had a gun with me. I I I quit carrying a gun probably about ten years before that because I was going into a bait, and I always heard guys tell me stories where they said, "Oh yeah, I had to chase the bear off the bait on the way in." And I got a picture of me. I still remember it was 10.03 Saturday. I, this is burned in my brain. I got a picture of a bear on a bait at 10.03 Saturday morning. Yep. And a picture of me at 10.05. <laughs> I was trying to sneak in on that bait.
0: Yeah, and that knew. Bear you know you there He knew. He knew. Yep.
1: And that was the day that I realized if a bear wanted to eat me, he would have done it a long time ago. I ain't carrying a gun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. That was literally, it's, it's completely opposite, I think, of what most people Yeah, would do. I
0: couldn't do but that. that bears, was the last day I, bears still make me nervous that's going the last in.
1: Day I carried a, That was the last day that I carried a gun. I said, that bear is more afraid of me than I am of it. Yep. And I am in the woods of lot. And if that bear wanted to kill me, he already would have done it. Because he's better at this game than I am. Yep. He's way better. He didn't even know he was playing a game. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he still beat me. Yep. And,
1: so, so anyways, this is the first time that I had carried a, a pistol with me on a bear hunt. It's the first time. It, it's uncanny how it all turned out. Like just, it's uncanny. So anyways, it, back to that story. So the, the guide ended up coming out. There was another really, really, really nice bear. It was almost a 400-pound bear that got shot in camp that night. He had went and got that one out, and then it was dark by the time he got to me, and he had sent me a text and said hey I think we should call a game warden yeah and I said okay you know and I said what's your thought he said I think this is a bear attack I think we should call a game warden and the game warden actually beat him to my sight she knew it was a a girl game warden and she knew where it was at Um, and she showed up there and we walked back into the thing and to be honest with you like She's on top of her game. I really do to this day. I do believe that she's got the only explanation that makes sense. And that was that one of the first things she asked me, it was before dark. We walked in, it was just last light. Yep. And she said, was a screen in that window when you got in there? And I said, yes. And she said, you took it down? And I said, yeah. I said, I won't shoot a bull through a screen. I said, I don't, I won't do that. I said, I'm afraid it'll affect the arrow flight. Yep. You know what I mean? I know guys that do it. I I won't. I just don't do it.
0: No, I won't do it either. She's
1: like, so I told her the whole story of what happened, and she said, I honestly think that the bear that came in could very possibly be the bear that you kicked off the bait on the way in, that the sow got in a fight with, obviously, Yep, because it came right from that direction. And when it came in, it was juiced up on adrenaline, and it turned and looked, and she says, everybody knows that bears have inherently bad vision. Yep. And that that triangle window looked somewhat like a bear head. She said, I just wonder if it thought it was attacking a bear, and when you let your pistol click, you clicked your teeth back at that bear. Yep, and it was that makes up. sense. And to this day, that's what I think happened. it's the only thing to me that makes sense because it couldn't have smelled me. It sure as hell didn't see me. Why was it doing? What was it doing? It wasn't attacking me inside the tent. Even the way the bear came through chomping, it was chomping at the window. You know what I mean? Like that was the bear to that. It was fighting that, that, that black hole. It was fighting that black hole. And that, that's what I think happened. And so I think she was she was somewhat hesitant to believe, knowing what I know now. You you Brad know that I'm not telling the complete story of what happened with the game wardens, but yeah, they, they literally thought one of those game wardens literally thought that I had shot a bear smaller than I wanted, had come up with a story, so they would I would get my tag back. The, she asked me, she said, "What do you want to do with this bear? I can send. I this can be a bear attack, and you still have your tag." I tagged that bear that night just thinking that that was my hunt. Like I don't want to shoot another bear. Like yep. that was my hunt. Yep. You know, you it, in you in my head that was my hunt. Yeah, I, I shot it. I, I killed yep. that bear, that's my hunt, and that's that is what I did. That that's absolutely what I did. I didn't I could have hunted later that week. The guide had other baits. I, I just I was I was content. It's a weird thing to say because I was so upset with what I shot. But at the same time, I was content with that was my hunt. I don't feel like I should shoot another bear. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I don't. I don't know that it's some ethical thing. I just that was it. That was my hunt for the year. And so they, I could have got a. I could have got out of tagging that bear. She said we can give it as a bear attack, a self defense kill, whatever. You know what I mean? And they took the bear back or whatever. Yep. And I said no, no, I want to tag it, and that's what I ended up doing. And it was pretty funny because I, I think knowing what I know now. She was somewhat a non-believer in my story, okay. and she had actually went back to the tent the next day. It sounds like with a black light or whatever. Yep. And then I got a call from her, and she says, "Hey, just letting you know, I stopped back out there." She said, "That's pretty interesting. There's blood all over the inside of that tent."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't,
1: I don't know how that works. If you shoot them, and there's an exhale you know what I mean? And that's where some of the myth comes from. She said, but there was, she says, there's no doubt in my mind that the shot of that bear happened while the bear was in the tent, not outside the tent. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, I guess I look at it and think of where the bullet, just from a physics standpoint, I shot the bullet in the, you know, shot the bear in the chest. It hit its spine. But I don't know if that caused air to come through its mouth. She said, because there was, there was blood like on the tent like the window, the little, the thing you can zip shut over the triangle, you know, that was actually, I had taken a picture of that. That was my first blood, literally my first blood, when there was a drop on the window of the tent. And, but she said, no, she said that bear must have coughed. You know I mean? As you shot that, that pressure must have pushed some blood through because there was blood inside the tent as well. So, but yeah, that was, that was, that was the the, Ch- the Champo bear, the Craig Hoffman <laughs> Almost Memorial Peace oven bear. <laughs> so
0: after going through all this and not carrying a pistol for years, and then, I mean, have you changed your mind at all as far as carrying a pistol into bear baits or no. uh, on your hunt in the future? No, I,
1: no, I walked back into the bear bait with you. I still don't carry one. Like yep. I literally think that I happened – this, this is stupidity or pride or you can call it whatever you want on my part. I literally think I hit the litter, the very weird anomaly. Yep. That can happen in nature. Those happen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that bear. I to this day I don't believe that bear was attacking a human. I don't. I don't at all. I think if he knew I was in there, he would have suited. That's what I believe.
0: Yep. <laughs> or if he would have circled am, around am behind am I right? you. I don't know. Yep.
1: But yeah, probably, yeah. Caught your wind, so he probably would have blew it out
0: of there, you would have thought.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I don't, to this day, I have no fear, it doesn't make rational sense that maybe that only happens with smart people, I don't know, <laughs> I I don't, I don't have a fear of bear, I don't, I really don't, I, at my hunting lease, I've seen bear multiple times and I have no weapon on me whatsoever and I'll still try to sneak in and try to get pictures of them and know that once they smell me, they're going to run away. I know that's how it works. Like I happened to have the anomaly happen that night. That's what I believe that it was just a very odd, weird set of circumstances that came out. And to this day, I, I give a lot of credit to that game warden. She really, she's got a, she's got a brilliant brain on her like to figure that out because i didn't figure it out yep i i had it made no sense to me i just told her i said i'm super confused by what just happened here <laughs> that, that's not how this is supposed to work you know <laughs> no so i i told her i said this side bear this side the bear is just your playful curious bear i said but nothing about him was playful or curious he was very it was he was very aggressive yeah. you know like and i don't understand what happened here and I don't know. Maybe that's what made the story kind of cool for me, like a little bit of dumb luck and I don't know. Well, I (laughs) I got a dead bear. And to this day, it's the only bear I've killed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have read that uh, typically when you have problem bears, it's typically the younger bears. It's younger bears that haven't learned, you know, right from wrong, basically, or just dumb, just dumb, basically like dumb teenagers. And uh, they're the ones going to get in trouble, you know. They, you know, smell human. They should bookend the other way, but sometimes uh, curiosity kind of gets them in trouble. And uh, yeah, that's what a lot of times happens. It's just young bears, inexperience. Well, thank you for coming on today, Craig, and sharing your bear story. Um, I think if I was in your shoes, I would sure. done the same exact thing, you know. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. And enjoy all that Mother Nature has to offer. Day, if you like what you heard today, click the subscribe button to hear more upcoming stories. If you or someone you know have a survival story you'd like to share, contact me at Ivi the Wild Outdoors at gmail.com.